Welcome listeners. I'm super excited to record this episode today. Today we are uh, looking at the G Center in the human design system. For those of you that are new to human design and don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about that amazing diamond right in the middle of the chart uh, that sometimes is white and sometimes is colored in yellow. And really what this center is all about is it's like the harmonization point of our energetic system. It takes the conscious energy and the unconscious energy. It takes the energy that you came into this lifetime to use and the energy that you have had for lifetimes and brings it all together to give you what's known as your magnetic monopole or the part of you that is really about bringing energy to you. So it's really that magnetic piece in our system. And it is actually the theme of love, purpose and direction. So when we look at this center, it has eight gates, four of them are all about purpose and direction, how we move our energy along our paths in our lives. And four of them are about the themes of love, the love of self, the love of body, the love of humanity and all its extremes and universal love or that energy known as source energy. And today I have a really amazing guest on the podcast to talk about her human design and in relation to this theme, her life and how her life has been on a path to mastering her own unique energy and flow. So we have Perry Chase. Hello, Perry. It's nice to have you on here. Hi. I'm really happy to be on. Yeah, I've done Perry's human design reading and she's always saying, I don't remember anything about it. So this is fun. We're going to completely jam right from from scratch with her human design today. But for the well, you know what's funny? I, I did a I did a um uh I did a podcast with Sabrina Mar- Monarch and she like did my astrology like in the in the podcast. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah, awesome. Well we'll do a bit of that today, I think. Um there's a couple of really cool things about Perry's chart for the for the HD geeks at home. Perry's a generator. You'll see she's got that beautiful sacral center, life force, vital energy, and sexual energy lit up in there. Uh, and she has an emotional wave. She has, has a subtle emotional wave. So her authority is actually uh, to be with her emotions until they clear and then come back to that, you know, pussy wisdom that comes through her, her, her system through that sacral, that lit sacral. She is a 2-4, which is really beautiful. So one of these effortless winners in life who are natural, naturally gifted, naturally uh, able to bring through wisdom of lifetimes into this lifetime. And I think, Perry, you've talked a little bit about feeling like you've been around the block a few times on earth. So that's definitely a two sensation. And then that four really about connection and community and as we go through this theme of love, we'll see there's a lot in Perry's chart around love and connection. So that's really fun. And just a little side note for those of you who are looking at her chart and see that she's got this uh, G center open. Actually, we did a little family reading for Perry and her daughter, Scarlett and her husband, Kellen. And even when you put all of their charts together, this center stays open and undefined. So she has a really great sensitivity and empathy to this theme out in the field and how this energy is rolling through the field. So Perry, tell us a little bit about your journey to finding your purpose and your embodiment of love. Like uh, what, what springs up in you straight away when I say, tell me, tell us about that for you. The first thing that came to mind is how like with my last teacher, well, she is my teacher, but like when I, when I was actively like working inside of her containers. Um, and this is Nicole De Don on my lineage of one taste. And I was at this retreat or I was going to this retreat and it was one of these like 10 day 
you know, everybody's in a house for 10 days and like, it's super deep and intense. And I remember before I was going, I was like, I don't think you understand. I need to know my purpose. I need to figure out my purpose. And I was still running like, I was still running like a tech company at the time, you know, like I was just, I, I was really, I think because the reason that I, I kind of was on that path was because um, I could feel like how big I am, right? Like I could feel like all of this stuff that like wants to be out. And I just, the the thing that I was doing backwards and wrong really was I kept looking for a space to be able to bring that all out. And so at the time I was like, oh, I need to be a, a tech CEO. <laughs> that's where I'll be able to really shine. You know, that's where I'll be able to, and it wasn't about shining, right? Like it was, it was like, can I please just be in a space where I'm not compressed and I can be all of me. And like, obviously that was not the space. Right. But I remember before this retreat that I was like, I was like, I'm not coming unless we're figuring out my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's funny is, wait, you gotta hear this. She did this whole session with me that was completely bullshit for my ego. Like that part of my ego that was just like, I'm not coming unless I know X, Y, and Z. And I want all of my masculine mental safety questions answered. And she totally entertained that. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, good for her because I wouldn't. I would have been like, so don't fucking come. Yeah. But she did, she did this whole fucking song and dance for me just to, like, have that part of me on board. And then, and then I, like, got really deep in there. And, like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, my God. I cannot believe how simple it is. Like, I can't believe that the, the actual purpose is actually just to live as me like fully with my heart open and that's it. Like that's the purpose. That's the only purpose. There is no, there's nothing else. And we can close the podcast here because <laughs> <laughs> so as you listen to this, you realize that Perry has like a high level of mastery of her system, right? Like, so when we, when I play around with human design, it's like you can't get it wrong. It's you're always doing it right, even if you're not living your human design, because it's all about mastery. It's all about the path to like mastering your own natural energetic gifts and your own sensitivities more and more and more, right? And as we go through, like I love reading the Gene Keys representation of all of Perry's gifts because she's she's always in the gift or you know, and starting to embody the city of that gift or the mastery of that gift rather than being in the in the shadow or the immature version of it. And really like what you said just there is like what open G center people are here to experience, right? So they're haunted by this question of who am I and what am I here for? You know, like what's my identity in this lifetime, right? And it's the wrong question for them here because the mastery of who they are and what they're here for is to experience themselves in lots of multifaceted different ways, depending on which environment they're in and what type of people they're around and letting different aspects of themselves come out and take center stage and learning what it is that that part of themselves has to offer and then going somewhere else and experiencing what that part of themselves has to offer so that story is like just the perfect example of how you live that and even the part about entertaining your ego like Perry system is really unique in terms of having a defined ego center, that little red triangle in her chart. Um, most of the population have that open. And so they experience this uh, disconnect from worth and value. Like what makes me worthy? What makes me valuable? Whereas people that have this defined, they have this, uh, you know, like, uh, inbuilt mechanism in their system that is like, I know my worth, I know my value. And where do I find the spaces where I can put that to use, right? So that story of you being like, I need a space that's big enough for me to come out and shine is such a defined ego kind of sensation of like, I know I'm big and I want to, I want to play with that size. Well, and, and like, but I, I would say like, you know, just, just to kind of back up for one second to the end, of, it's like to the, it's really the beginning of the story, right? When I realized that, Realizing that is one thing, living it is another, right? I mean, it's taken me a really long time to get to where 
I feel like I'm actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and would you say that has something to do with like learning to live with an open heart and this theme of love? I mean, I think, yes. And I mean, even look, even just now, or even I just dropped off another really big piece of wounding at, at burst. So I like, I don't think it's something that happens overnight. And I think you're kind of always like on the path of it, but, um, you know, learning how to take the defensiveness out of our systems is really work, yeah. right? Like, you know, like that just, it takes, and when I say work, <laughs> I think it gives people the wrong idea. Um, it takes a lot of attention. It takes a lot of presence it takes a lot of like pausing and opening and considering and deepening and opening and considering and cleaning up things and, you know, not um, getting hooked, right? Like there's so many hooks, there's so many places for us to um, get distracted from our purpose. Yeah. Um, and I definitely feel like uh, it's definitely, it's an, I, I think it's an ongoing journey, but I think it's also like, I like to use the example of like keeping your windshield clean all the time. Like it's not, it's not like, oh, my heart's open now. And you know what I mean? It's like, okay, my heart's open now. I'm like, oh, look, my heart could totally close right there, but I'm going to choose to keep it open. And like, you know, where do you just keep yeah, practicing? So this is such a beautiful demonstration of your mastery of a few of your energetic gifts here. So there's a couple of pieces that you've spoken to that I, that I want to like reflect your human design back to you. Yeah. There is things in human design. This we talked about there being those transcendent love gates in the G center, but there's also what's known as the mundane love gates all through the human design system. And you actually, so Perry's, Empathy and sensitivity actually lies around both the transcendent and the mundane love gates. She doesn't have any of them except for one. So this doesn't mean that like love isn't a theme in her life. It means that she's highly sensitive to the theme of love in the field, right? She sees all the ways that people interact with this energetic of love, right? Not the feeling of love, but the energetic of love. Um, the one that Perry does hold is gate 44, which is known as the energetic of successful love, right? It's this black line coming off her splenic center, or her, her intuition. And what it actually is, is it's a gift for being able to see it's, uh, they talk about it as like intuitive memory and the ability to see patterns repeating themselves. And like for uh, for any of you unfamiliar <laughs> uh, with Perry, she works with patterns, right? And so when you're talking to this, like a jam, baby. Yeah. When you're talking about, um, you know, this attention to detail and keeping the windshield clean, that's really this energetic gift in play. And it's actually like one of the gates of love, this successful love. So when we talk about like the energy of love, what is love? This is the, the thing, the energetic that connects us all to each other. And in a mundane love gate, it's the energy that connects one person to another person. So our patterns are all, uh, you know, developed through connection with each other. And, and Perry has this energetic gift to see the patterns of the past repeating themselves. And she also has the whole flow of the channel, right, that goes to her ego center and that ego center gift at gates known as the gate of the egoist. And it's actually, you know, being able to manipulate uh, reality to match your wildest dreams, essentially, to get what you want, right? Listen, careful. You're going to get dangerous and harmful here, Rebecca. People are going to be very, <laughs> very, very angry about the possibility of being a creator in that kind of level. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so, just, so we let's just warn everyone for, you know, high level energetic conversation yeah. here. That's all right. So what we're seeing here is that you have this capacity from a place of love, of successful love, to be able to manipulate and create a reality that uh, fosters thriving because that's what the I think, I think we need better words than successful love, though. See, like this is where I get so hung up on these words, right? Because like what happens, I feel like is and it's, you, these are not your words. This is just like, you know, from from the, the mappings, work, right? right? Human design works. Right? And I love these conversations, right? Because human design, if we look at it as a system was channeled through by 
a man. And so the wording is very masculine, but I find the system very well. The, the English language is very masculine, but I love talking about the energetics of words. But you know, because because successful, like successful, like what the fuck is successful? Like it's <laughs> it's just such a tough word, right? It means it's so codified, like both love and like whenever I hear love, I still hear. This is why I always talk about truth because love to me is truth, and like like I mean truth, truth, not like my truth. Um, but it's like, uh, love is so commercialized, disnified and like codified that like when people think about love, they have an idea of what love is or what it looks like, or like some of the most loving things I do are definitely not in even that frame mm. of what people would think of when they think of love. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I, I, I just, it's so, it's so like, how would we redefine these words like this? If we were going to like give it our own words. Well, I think, I think if I look at this in terms of like the way that uh, love comes through the human design system or the energy of love comes through the human design system, it's about destagnation. Right? It's like about returning flow. Hmm. And yeah, so when, being, being a channel. Some of the things that you do, some people wouldn't take as love. It's because what you've unlocked in them or the flow that you've returned is yeah. a lot for them to experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, it's so interesting. Um, uh, like I've been, I've been, um, sitting in, in, in like the, the creative, you know, like chaos energy basically. Right. So like chaos is just chaos and then chaos is used for destruction and for creation. Like it goes either way. And what's so interesting, cause I was thinking about this and like what I teach and how I work with people. And I was like, could you do this any other way without destruction? Could you do it without destruction? And it's like, no, it's just like you can't work with the feminine unless you work with destructive energy. And it's like, it's just a fact. Like, it's not even, it's not even a, I'd like it to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it, you, you, you begin to work with like opening to this energy and opening the channel. And the only choice that you have is when this love energy, which I call truth, like moves through you, is that it's going to absolutely burn away anything that doesn't resonate with it, which is like anything that's untrue. And so much of that is like our identities, the lives we've built, the codependent relationships that we thought were friendships and, and all of this stuff. And it's just like that all has to go before you can create. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm like really in this place in my life where like I've burned it down, baby. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm in creation now, now, and it's like, it's you, you, you have to let go of all of the stuff in order to like, you have to destroy it. Yeah. Like it's destroying everything that's keeping you separate from the energy coming through. Mm. What, what you're speaking to here uh, for listeners at home, if you look at Perry's chart, you'll see she has gate 49 and gate 36 on her solar plexus center and the solar plexus center being spirit awareness or higher awareness of what we're doing here on planet earth in human bodies, right? Spirit awareness and the mastery of gate 49 is rebirth. So literally that destruction to create energy that you're speaking to and gate 36 the mastery of that gate is compassion mm. and understanding that there is a whole experience that people have around the process of destroying things dying and then being reborn and that we're quite immature in our capacity to be with that experience at this point in humanity's life Right. You know, it's so funny. I think about that. And I think about who I was at a time where the whole world coming down around me would have been like, um, 
like the worst thing that could ever happen, you know, like where, where you are just like, I cannot go on. And, you know, while I obviously really love my life and my family and like, you know, the things that I've built, they're actually really low to the ground. Like people, people have this idea that it's like really up there somewhere, but it's actually not like, I feel like my world is really wide. Yeah. Like my, like my, my kingdom, my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my queendom, whatever. Like it's like, it's, it's really wide. It's not very high. And, um, and at the same time, I feel like I definitely live with an appreciation that like anything can be taken from you at any moment and that you have to be able to ride that. Yeah. And so how, talk to me about your relationship with that and, and being satisfied, satisfaction, because as a generator, this is like where we talk about like uh, the signature feelings for, for people and for generators or anybody with a sacral, it's satisfaction, living a life that brings you satisfaction. So yeah. it's, so what I hear. I'm satisfied. What, yeah. I'm full. Like I'm That's satisfied. I'm yeah. I've hit this point where like, I can sit alone quietly without my mind running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can sit and like, you know, when I do stuff, I'm doing like, like, cause people are like, hey, you're like a content machine, Perry. Like, how the fuck do you do that? The quieter I get, the less I do, the more fucking content there is. <laughs> I just want to just come out all the time. Do energy. Like, I Two energy, anybody that's a two at home when, and, and this is where like human design is such a, such a, you know, a piece of permission for people that live a feminine led life. This was really the game changer for me is being a two as well is like this unwinding of doing equals getting. And for yeah. twos that it's exactly naturally, energetically, exactly the opposite. So if you have a two in your system, can almost guarantee that you'll be feminine led at naturally because being what Perry just said about the less I do, the more I just sit in quiet, the more comes through me is a two trait. Like, yeah, remember you get given it from wherever it comes from, right? Like whatever your belief around wherever it comes from. It's just wild. I mean, I, it's why like, you know, like I'll go on vacation and I will write and do videos and all of this stuff. And it's like, and people are like, I thought you were on vacation. And I'm like, I am. <laughs> Just, you know, the energy still needs to come through. Yeah. See, I love I love to write and and I could talk and teach. I could do this just every day. Yeah. The thing that the thing that gets like, you know, and this, and this is this is where I have a really hard time with. Um, and then, I mean, this is why I built Magic Lit Business. Right. But even even that, you know, it, the, the, running a company uh, you know, I'm constantly having to, to adjust this because really like, I just, I don't want to do anything but write and teach. Like, that's it. I just want to teach and speak and like be on a hundred thousand podcasts or like write a million books or whatever. But you know, the, the reality is I also run a company now that I built in order to like, I created my own world, you know? And it's so funny. Cause like, <sighs> Somebody recently was like, you're an entrepreneur. What? That's like fake spirituality. And it's like, oh my God. Like there, if, if you really want to like be able to live and create the space and all of this stuff, of course, of course I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Of course I'm going to, I wanted to, I don't, I don't want to have to answer to anybody else about how I can do things, when I can do things. I don't want to have to hustle. I just built my world and invited other people to be part of it. Yeah. And that's just, and that's it. Of and course, this, I'm this is generated magnetism, right? Like this is you just following your desires. And it's like, I just want to be me. And then if you want to come hang out with me, you can come hang out with me. And then I'll let you know what my boundaries are in terms of like what makes that work for me. So, so tell us a little bit about how you came to grow, grow, I don't know if grows the word that you'd use about grow the business that you have today. Cause we're talking about, like, if we're talking about purpose and direction, I'm assuming that you didn't wake up one morning and be like, 
oh, I'm going to create this business. No. no. And the business is actually secondary. Like, I just want really want everyone to know that. I think there's a couple of things that I want to say, because um, when I work with people who, you know, work with real companies, <laughs> they think I'm insane. Um, one of the things being that, like, we don't have sales goals. Like people are like, okay, so tell me about the metrics of how you measure the success of your salesperson. I'm like, I don't. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, she has no quotas. She has no numbers to hit. We do not have numbers to hit as a company, right? It's all like just energetic and it flows. And what I did was I built a structure that would allow my nervous system to relax as much as possible. That's why I have all these like subscription levels of things because ultimately, you know, I see a lot of people in business, you know, like that, that B school model, right? Marie Forleo model, right? And it works for a lot of people having one giant launch per year. You know, you bring in all of your company's money or the majority of it. You roll out your one thing and then you've got no money coming in the rest of the year. You're just watching your bank account just tank like all year long, right? You know, and then, and then all, and then, and then you, right tense right and then and then and then and then it's it's that it's that peak and then compression we got to do it again right whereas like my business is built in the sense of it's just rolling right and then when i create we have these little peaks and stuff but i also didn't need to put a ton of pressure on it like i don't even advertise really like sometimes i'll advertise like to my own list to make sure they see something cuz everybody hates email um, but like, and I hate email too. I don't even, I don't even write to my list. Right. Like there's just so, I just do so little. I comparatively to what most businesses do to grow. And I really, for me, the, the growing is actually the growth of the business is a reflection of the growth of how much I can energetically hold. Right. So every upgrade that I have, the business sort of expands, but it, it doesn't, it's not done with like strategy or force. It just, it just has happened. Yeah. Like and each I think, piece. Yeah. And I think this is like such a beautiful, uh, like the way you talk about that is really uh, a reflection. Well, you're doing it now. Yeah. How and, does it feel? Amazing. Amazing. And I see how the pieces around what I know about the way that my energy thrives in is so served by it because like it's about following what's true uh in terms of my what my nervous system can hold and what lights me up as a generator like what I'm lit for and you know like that was why I originally came into your space was this constant teaching around marketing and marketing strategies and sales and like my sacral, my, like my pussy would literally clamp shut. My whole yep. body would shut down and I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, there was no energetic movement for that whatsoever. Like I couldn't even force myself to do it. I would just it's, like. It's so gross out. in my body. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because magical business is like everything they teach you not like not to do. <laughs> Right. Literally. I'm like, oh, they teach you to niche. No, we don't niche. You know, in fact, we don't even care who the customer avatar is like, you know, <laughs> it's like don't niche, no manipulation, no selling to pain, no, um, you know, you will get this and one, two, three, four, five. If you promise to come on and do this, blah, 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 money back guarantee and all of this stuff, you know, like all these, all these hooks and like safety points and things like that. I'm just like, nope, I'm not even going to answer your questions. <laughs> like you got to feel it in your body. If you want to come in, come in. We're not going to help you make that decision. I mean, like, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, I actually have conversations and, and thank God, you know, like Rochelle who, who handles like customer calls or student calls for me. Like she, I am always like, do not sell to them. I was like, do not help them. Do not answer too many questions. You know, don't like, they got to figure it out on their own. Like you can tell them like basic things, but like, you know, there's some people who like, they'll go to a call and they just want to be sold to. Right. Yeah. And we, we just don't do that. 
And that, uh, but and that's your entire business structure is actually serving people's own authority, right? Like right, that's totally. What talk, that's what we talk about in human design. Your authority tells you, and people do not trust their authority because we're programmed to listen to our minds. And so even in that, that's in service to people because you're actually saying, well, you you listen to the thing inside of you and and work that out, right? Yeah. That's- well, and that's the thing too is what you know when I when I think about what is what is my business like my business is not my purpose, right? My business is the vehicle mm. by which I like that I created. So so here here that this is a good way to describe it. It's like um. You know, if I were meant to go and and speed is speed, I'm just using speed because this is it's not it's not actually a a direct analogy because actually I'm I'm going very slowly. <laughs> but there's 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 this sense of like, you know, full expression has this idea of like going like you know, pedal to the metal on on the Autobahn, right? And it's like, well, if you were gonna do that, you should be in a Ferrari, not in like a Fiat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's like I built the business structure to allow for the fullest expansion of the energy. And eventually, like it, I, I know now you and I both know this, like I'm teaching now people. I actually still work with people. I can tell that that will not always be true. Yeah. There's going to be a point in which I don't. Yeah. And um, it's a little sad. Actually, I can feel it happening already. And, but it's like in, in like the regular way that we build things, the structure is the thing that's built. And for me, the structure is the thing that gets pruned all the time. Like the minute the structure isn't true, it it's gone. Right. And we just restructure it and all of this stuff. Like, I mean, I just, Re, I just canceled my my highest level program in the middle of the program. And some people, and I, and I restructured the whole thing, canceled all the contracts, like had everyone like, like told everyone what the changes were, had to communicate all of that. And some people were like, I'm not coming. They were like, I find this so offensive that you did this. And I said, I said, I hear that you find it's offensive. I said, but it was just true to do. But if like, you know, that, that offends your masculine sensibilities, then, you know, you can go, Yeah. you know, but it's like, it's not about the structure. Like the structure is only there in order to serve the expression. Yeah. And this is such a, like, you're very uniquely built to be able to um, play around with this. Right. So if we look at like your, your purpose, your own personal purpose, Oh. Um, this is your game, right? And your business is part of that game. Mm. And like I see when you, when you talk about this, I see the all the ways that your system is so uniquely built to be able to uh, like to be able to play this game, like where your strengths lie around, you know, having that low to the grounds, really like not losing yourself in what you've built, but like actually still being able to tune back into, you know, like your own sacral energy and your own desires and what your woman wants. I know that this is like a really, uh, you know, something that you really stay in tune with is your woman in service to energy. Well, you know, that's taken time. I'll be really honest. I mean, for a long time, it was like, it was service without fully listening. Like my, my woman definitely took a beating, um, in, in, uh, figuring out, like the relationship with the energy. And I was like, I figured out the relationship with the energy. And then, and then it's like, okay, now we need to clean up my relationship, like with my woman's relationship with the energy. Yeah. What? uh, And when I I say that, like for people, like I, when we say like my woman versus like my teacher, it's like, um, uh, like I'll give you like my humanity, like the human, the human woman part of me, uh, probably just wants to go and live on the beach and like not really do much and not really talk to anyone. <laughs> well, like I think I think the way you've you've described that I've heard you describe is where you say like, "What does my woman 
need to for her to be like okay we'll 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 do this right and that's literally like there's there's and this is really important because for generators when your sacral is lit for something you need to make sure all parts of you come along for the ride so like when you talk about that it's like if your woman is not lit to do the service something's going to go off and you know for generators it comes up as frustration for manifestors it would be anger for projectors it would be bitterness for reflectors it would be disappointment so um i think mine is just like fuck it yeah like fuck this like that that's the the feeling would be like i quit and 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 i'll tell you i mean this is this is one of the people were like i was on a i was on a um twitter and somebody was like you have to be a grifter if you're doing spiritual work and you're making money. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not really true. And um, that is like this old spiritual poverty, like path of renunciation. And to me, feminine spirituality is not about renunciation. It is about having everything that you need, right? And like, I mean, like some people think I'm extravagant. And, you know, like when I get critics, you know, they'll be like, you're just like selling bullshit in order to like have a nice house and nice cars. And I'm just like, no, actually, like my life actually finally matches my system, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's like my my woman would just be like, no, I'm not. No, like I'm, I'm not doing it. you know what I mean? And it's like, if I'm going to show up for it, I'm going to create boundaries around um, like what I think an an acceptable energy exchange is for that. And that's what money is. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, I think this is a really important lesson for people because this idea that you can't be in your purpose and like really open and that, that somehow you need to like take scraps somewhere, right? Or like that you have to sacrifice things or any of this stuff. This is all broken spirituality. And the reason that it's there is because of this idea, and, and I'll tell you this, it is an idea that, um, you know, they're like, you know, people think money, money corrupts people. And it's like, no, money co- reflects your corruption. And if you have scarcity around money, you're more likely to become corrupt. If you don't, then it's just money. Yeah. Yeah. And for listeners- Does this make sense? Yes. For listeners at home, what we're speaking to here is the the not self or the programming that people receive in their ego center, that worth and value, um, and their splenic center, which is like wellness, that capacity to either survive and get by or thrive, of which- Perry has the two of those connected and she has what's known in HD as the health highway. But what is health these days? Health is our capacity to thrive in all ways, you know, physically, emotionally, energetically. And so that message that you give around like spiritual service and needing your, what does your woman want to be in spiritual service is really that health highway saying, well, this is, this is what I require to thrive in all ways. Right. Yeah. Well, and then there's also, so it's really interesting because I was watching the Thich Nhat Hanh uh, documentary the other night and these these monks were like talking to people about the path of renunciation. Like, I own nothing and I'm happy, like World Economic Forum, you know, <laughs> you will own nothing and you will like it. And it's like, it's like, well, no, I went down the path of like hardcore making money on Wall Street and like um, I lived the path of like hungry ghost wanting more, 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 nothing was ever enough. Um, and I will tell you that when you get to the other side, um, the, it's not renunciation. Like to me, re- renunciation is one part of the path and renunciation is the, the actually the destructive part of the path. Renunciation is the destructive part of the path to make sure that you know and you have the deep understanding that you are fully taken care of no matter what, that you can lean into the universe and have it. And then you get to the creation side and it's like, now I'm just having a fucking good time. Yeah, Like I don't need things in order to satisfy some part of me that's not full. It's like more like, God, that's beautiful. And I want to make that like, 
oh, I want to like live in a space that has this frequency and I want it to look like this. And I, you know, and I want my clothes to like feel like this. And I want (laughs) to be able to go to the spa and get a massage to take care of my body. And like, I want to paint my toes because it fucking delights me. And I want to make this ring because it's gorgeous. And it like tunes me into something, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's like, it's just a different relationship with it. Right. When I was younger, it was like, God, I, I need to wear that outfit so that people think that I'm good at my job. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I just want to wear that. Cause I think it's fucking hot. Yeah. And I, I'm, I want to like laugh my head off right now. Cause I can really feel having come out of that scrappy survivor life that I had where it was like about making do and getting by and really and Mm. really like understanding that there's stuff that I want now that's because it feels fun and it feels expansive and it feels like it's gonna you know bring a whole lot of energy that will get alchemized into all sorts of things that I don't even know what they are yet you know and totally feeling that flow well, and, and also it's almost like the the other way that I think about this too is like, and, you know, and, and it's interesting to think about it. It's like, once you get past the destructive part, that's where the party is. Like the destructive part is so that you can have the party on the other side and that you're not in this like swampy pain body ego of like constant feeling of lack of deservedness, worth, safety, like all of these things so that you can kind of get through that, alchemize it. And then you're just like, oh, wow, I can totally have whatever I want. Cool. Like, how fun is that? What am I going to do now? Like, what am I going to create? Right. And I mean, and then I think at the same time as, as you always have to be connected to service. If you lose connected to service, that is when you're going to go wrong. Yeah. Like service first and then play. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really like when we're looking at this G center, um, that's a really beautiful place to, for people to be able to sink into like that question of like, what is my purpose on a, on a, like a higher level, uh, playground of like not being about what is my job, but like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. am I here? What am I here in life to, to be. experience, uh, in, in giving and receiving, uh, so that I like leave going, yep, I played that game all, all the way through. Right. Well, you know, I want to, I want to leave people with something about purpose. See, like people always think purpose is outside of them. Like there's this thing about like, it's over there. I need to do something to like get to over there. And I, and I, I want to just leave people with the inquiry of like, um, actually like, how can you just be more of you? What would it mean to be more of you? and less of what you are not, right? That's really the purpose of all of this. Yeah. Like for anyone and on some level, and then it has like a unique expression, right? So like the the idea that the energy wants to come and live through you. And see, this is what's really hard so for, for sometimes is like, you know, we are all at different spiritual part points in our journey. Like, I always describe this realm as like the red light district of the universe. And like, you know, we come here to experience all kinds of shit and, you know, we, we have this duality, right. That's like, this is good and this is bad and this is heaven and this is hell and this is, this is evil and this is whatever. And, and at the end of the day, it's just all an experience. And, um, you know, (laughs) My favorite thing about humans is that we really think that we know better than other people's souls about the experience they're supposed to be having in this realm. And I find that one of the funnier traits of the human ego, which is like minding other people's business and and like finding significance in needing to rescue other people from their experience. And but hey, you know, that's part of their their journey is to learn what it what it means to, you know, rescue others and like, you know, whatever that lesson is. And um, oh, that's a nice, nice old hungry ghost. Um, 
<laughs> this is this is a great piece of medicine for anybody with gate 18 by the way like this is the the mastery of that energetic that you have i have it as well it's that understanding that you know there is a lot in quote unquote wrong in the world but it's actually perfect and that it's just judgment of that whatever that off note is for that person judgment of whether it should be that or not from your lens that yeah lens to whether it's right or wrong, right? It's, everything is actually perfect. God, there is such a massive part of the population that just cannot hear what we just yeah. said. Like they yeah. just cannot hear it. They cannot see it. They cannot understand it. And once again, Rebecca, we have proven ourselves as dangerous, <laughs> harmful people. Yeah. Yeah. Spouting out spiritual nonsense. So the the thing we're just to, to kind of close off with this call, because I want to, I want to um, get your gauge on this because yeah. in your family, I mean, I think Kellen has three defined centers. Scarlett has two. Scarlett's a very magical mental projector. And you obviously have a lot of definition and you bring a lot of that energy to your family. Um, yeah. and, and for women out there that are listening in particular to this, um, can you just share a little on your experience of being such an influential contributing factor to a family collective unit like you impact your family you also impact large groups of people now with your presence with the, yeah. the size of the energy that you hold um, of yourself and the mastery that you have but can you talk a little bit to women about the responsibility of when you say like your purpose is to be you but can you talk a little to the responsibility of that when you know, there is an impact on people around you and, and what actually that responsibility looks like in terms yeah. of what we're programmed to think it looks like. Well, I, th I think one of the things that I've, I've realized over the years and that has, that has, you know, this is one of the places that, that leads me into conflict with people when like, I don't realize that they don't have a fucking center. Right. Right. And so it's like, um, I'm very careful about this now because, uh, you know, I don't actually like to influence people at all. And in fact, I was having a call just before this. And um, what I was saying was like, um, uh, like people who are overly influenced are really fucking boring to me. Like, I don't really want to be in relationship with with somebody that doesn't have the ability to say what they want and need at all times. Because the thing about my system is it is huge. And it is like my desire will always sort of like, you know, if I'm with a group of people and we're figuring out where to eat, I'm pretty sure we're going to eat where I want to eat. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, it's almost, it's almost just cause like my desire, like my desire is just bigger and clearer. Right. And that's, yeah. and, and so in my marriage, um, the thing that we've really had to work on is like, there were places where like Kellen didn't want to be clear about certain things. Right. And he, but, but at the same time, like there were times where, you know, he was kind of getting his value from being a yes to things. And I was just like, I don't fucking want you to be a yes, unless you're a yes. I was like, cause I don't feel like dealing with your resentment later. And so one of the things that I had to do in our relationship was always like, are you sure? Like, are you like, and check in and be like, are you sure you want to do this? Is this what you want? Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I, I do have to check in with that now in terms of like, in terms of like large groups of people, like I can't, there's, there's ways where I just got to be mean and people need to learn the lessons of what that means to be in relationship with me. But like, I'm very clear on sort of the the rules of engagement that I have and the way that I have things set up and all of that. And it's like, it's why I require so much self-work in it before people can even really even talk to me because it's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do yeah. at all. Like, you know, and I mean, what's your, what's, tell me what your experience of this has been because like, I, I would like, I would like to know as a student, well, I, I think in, in terms of like my experience of your spaces, it's the first time I've really clearly experienced the expectation that I would hold myself, all right, that there was none of that 
um, like I will adjust to accommodate your experience, right? And I think that when we look at connection, if we look at this theme of, you know, the G center and love and purpose and direction, and we're all connected in some way through this, you know, experience of life, a lot of the way that we've been programmed is to like manipulate each other and ourselves to form connection. And my experience of your space was really the first time I came in and there was, you were very clear. And so then I had to match that in terms of like, I couldn't manipulate or contort the situation to get around some of the games that I used to play to form connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, we were talking about this, like, this is like, I, I had this whole question recently and like, I was like, tell me, tell me something that you want me to know, right. That, that, that you were been too scared to tell me. And like, you know, when people tell me they're, they're terrified of me or whatever, I'm always like, I'm like, is it me? Or is it just that like the, the way that you are with people doesn't work with me? Yes. That. See, I would say that, right? Right. And I mean, that's fucking terrifying, right? Because then you feel naked. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about that and also the work that you do with women and, and, and men as well into like undoing those patterns and that programming yeah. on a very, very, very deep level is when we look at the collective shift in terms of like, what the fuck is happening to humanity while well, we're going through a giant death process and rebirth process. And, you know, and in human design, we talk about new era energetics as being more feminine led and connection actually being formed rather than creating these bargains with each other around who we will be. Yeah. I mean, well, and and it's, like, and it's funny because me, that is you. In what way do we connect and in what way don't we connect? And that's all fine because the weave is perfect. You know, Much it's very interesting. Game. I want to say something to this too for people, which is that like, it's, it's funny because, you know, my, one of the things that I'm always working with people towards is sovereignty and sovereignty to people who, um, think that everything is about like, you know, like we've, we've been like rugged individualists and imperialists and conquerors and all this stuff. And they hear sovereignty and that's what they hear. Whereas like, um, when I look at what the collectivism is now and, um, uh, you know, a lot of things that are built off this idea of like community and I'm like, no, it's not community. It's a trauma bonded group of people. It's, you know, collectivism is just codependency. And really, in order to have real community, you need people who are all sovereign, who yeah. are not acting from trauma responses, who can hold themselves, know how to say yes and no, have true sense of consent. Yes. And um, and how to be responsible for that, right? I was talking to someone recently about, um, we were talking about, and she's like, I really like to be forced to make decisions. And she's like, I, I'm in this kind of limbo right now. And, and I don't want to, I, I just am waiting to be forced to make a decision. And I said, why do you think that is? And she's like, fuck, because I don't want to be responsible if it doesn't go well. And I said, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you know, we just, we, we have to, it's, it's this whole path of like, you need to unwind the unhealthy attachments. You need to destruct it. You have to get to individual sovereignty, yeah. not fuck you, but just like, I know who I am. I know that I'm valuable. I can feel what I'm here for. I can feel what I want. And then, oh my God, you can feel what you want too. Hey, maybe we could create something together. What do you think, Beck? Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's live together. You know, but see, when people do that now in the world, they're fucking freaks and they're on a commune and they're dangerous to society and all of this stuff. Because like the idea that sovereign people could get together and like, do something that they all that's not possible they must be manipulated they must be coerced right and it's like it, it, it there is there is no frame of reference for sovereign community and connection yes i think that is a really really important statement because i hear more and more and more bring back the village life 
And oh, but I they just don't it. even have a fucking idea about how to do it. Yeah. And and also an, an understanding that old, you know, the the romanticized version of village life is still the same collective pattern of of codependent, you know, soothing, uh, colluding, trauma bonding, you know. And the thing I want to say that the thing that I want to add to that too with the villages is like, you know, you have to you can't go backwards because our ancestors were literally surviving. Like for real surviving, right? You know, like if you think about like refrigerated food has only been around for a hundred years. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, for real, like they didn't have refrigerated food. You know, they had, they made ketchup because you didn't want to taste the maggots. Like, like, you know, there's a level of innovation that's happened in the last hundred years. People don't remember. Yes. Right. And they don't have good context. We don't want to go backwards because when you are living in survival, like literally like, am I going to eat today or not? You know, is my child going to scratch their knee and die of some bacteria? Like we are so privileged, everybody on this planet. Like we are so privileged. We have so much. We are living longer. I mean, we have all our problems too, but there's a lot that we don't have to worry about in survival even the poorest of the poor. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's the just new era. wildly different than it was hundreds of years ago. Totally different reality. Yeah. And, you know, all of those communities were formed where it was like, you don't get the luxury of being an individual because it could kill us. Yes. And like, that is not where we're at in the evolution of, society, like we're at this place of like dismantling the collective ego and like getting back into like individual sovereignty and then creation can come from there. That's like really in terms of. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the human design space, we talk about the end of a 400 year old era is like upon us now it's happening. It's It's been happening for a while. We're hit, we're hitting, you know, the real peak of it. And and like it's time to start opening up to like what have what's possible in in terms of like what don't we know yet and what can we create from the unknown which i think is you know what you're talking about about you know chaos and destruction and 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 then creation that comes afterwards brings us completely full circle from this conversation and is so perfect but i also don't want people to confuse creation with innovation because sometimes innovation, you know, like there's lots of things that like science is innovating on right now. And it's like, did you really need to do that? Yeah. Like Joe Rogan talks about that. He's like, did we need to do that? Was that necessary? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, is that helping anyone? You know, I forgot what it was about. It was like something. Oh, I don't know. It was something interesting. And it was just like, oh, it was like, it, <laughs> they were talking about fentanyl. <laughs> and they were like, oh, now there's even a bigger fentanyl. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, did you need a better nuclear bomb? Like what, what, what exactly is the point of that innovation? You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, to me, that's like the, the masculine, not, not men folks, just the energetic of like, uh, creating problems in order to be able to create solutions in order to keep thinking that you're important and relevant. Whereas like, I feel what most people who are connected to source, our feeling is like a call to simplicity, yeah. a call to less, a call to more connection, a call to slowing down, a call to like creating beautiful things, mm. like in a simple way. Mm. Yeah. Right. That creation that has space, like that feels really open, not, not, not innovation, which is like, more, 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 better, better, better. Yeah. Yeah. As you were speaking to that, I really felt like my heart space open up. It's that simplicity and that beauty really allows for that, you know, widening of, you know, our heart spaces, which is where we haven't created from for a long, long time. No, definitely not. Mm. And it's not rescuing. See, there are all these people who think they're doing heart space work, but they're not. They're actually, it's like the toxic mimic of heart space and it's really, um, highly egoic. Yeah. 
look at me. I'm such a good person. Yeah. Well, I think that's really interesting how in human design, they split out the heart chakra into those two separate centers, like the G center being that purpose and direction and the ego center actually being worth and value. And the two are not connected. (sighs) Your worth and value is not connected to your purpose in life. They're two separate themes. You know what I love that I know nothing about human design and that when we talk about it, it's just like just so (laughs) mapped out so well. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I'll just say this to everyone. Like I'm not a real, I don't love, um, it's funny. Rebecca is the first person, uh, you know, that I've met that works with a system that I felt has like the kind of mastery of the system that isn't well, like that doesn't collapse inside the system, right? There's this, like when I was younger and I know you probably want to close out soon, but like, I want to just say this, like when I was younger, I, um, you know, I was, I was in total love addiction and in my love addiction, I was obsessed with astrology. Like I mean, obsessed, you know, I used to read, what was her name? Astrology zone, like Susan, something. I don't know. Susan Miller, Susan Miller. And every month her thing would come out. I would just be like, Oh my God, is this the month that I'm going to meet the one? And like, I was so obsessed with my astrology. Like it was just going to be in the stars and all of my, all of my futures all in the start. And so like, eventually, you know, obviously when I got emotionally sober from things, I just dismissed all systems and I don't really work with systems at all. Like I don't use cards. I don't, you know, like I'm an an Enneagram eight, which I'm obviously very Enneagram eight, but I don't know too much about it. And I just sort of like don't dabble in systems. And I just want to say for people listening, like I have never seen someone work with a system as masterful and cleanly, but like also like with your own brilliance and medicine coming through as you work with HD. Like I just, it's like uh, so many people you would go to an HD reading and they'd be like, so you are uh, this and that, and that means this. And then, um, yep, let me just read all the meanings for you. And like, that is just not what you do, right? Like you have this really deep embodied knowledge of the system and you're able to just like allow it to guide the information, but it's not like it's, it's alive. Yeah. Like the information is like alive when you share it. Yeah. And not and, to like trash everybody else, but I just, I really, <laughs> really want really, to like I make really a differentiation. And I also really uh, like, I know my time with you has really allowed, I have a defined G center for listeners at home. And so my path, like where Perry's has been around, the multifaceted expression of herself in all these different spaces and finding the pieces of herself in lots of different ways. Mine is the ever, ever next layer, next layer, next layer of, of my identity and its truth. Refinement, 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 which is the, the defined G journey. And I know my time in Perry space has really uh, helped me be on that that path and uh and she really helped me understand the way that I move HD through my own flow which has allowed it to come to life even more so yeah it's absolutely masterful like truly it's great and it's it's definitely that like service in in its clean form I love it thank you truly Mm. yeah so Perry for people that don't know you by some miracle how can they find you um best way to start with me these days is perrychase.com slash home that's like to um take a look at joining my app i have my own app because the world of social media is insane and inside my app is a you know library of literally all of my public teachings and free courses and free medicine journeys of all my students and and then I have all of my containers in there as well. But it's a great place to start. Um, and also these days, it's following me on Instagram is pretty much where I'm alive online. <laughs> I like, I abandoned Facebook. So it's Chase on Instagram. There's no, I mean, I do have a backup account, but I, there are all these imposters. So make sure it's me. 
the, Mary, there's don't. somebody out there like, Sally, you want, you want, you want, you want reading $100? And <laughs> like coming from me, people are like, is this you? I'm like, fuck no. Well, well hopefully <laughs> if they've heard this episode, they'll be like, oh, that, that can't be her. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, just, just be aware in the way that you can always tell, you know, other than Perry.Chase is, is, um, a real account always has live streams. Like you can see the live stream recordings. Um, a fake account will not have that. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's for anyone. Well, that's it's just a good I haven't tip. really thought about that. But yeah, yeah. Great. And if you've found this podcast episode, you've found me somewhere along the way, uh, please check out the other episodes. There's an incredible group of women sharing their life stories and, and their human design systems with you. So there's a lot of wealth in there. Um, and if human design feels like it has come alive inside of you as it has in me get in contact i would love to hear from you thank you so much perry this has been amazing i could talk to you for hours and hours i know i feel like we just barely touched the <laughs> tip of everything we could talk about but i think it was i think it was potent and hopefully yeah. you know people are walking away with a couple of yeah good transmissions some really good attunement to what the truth of purpose is in there. Mm. Thank you.